0: On the fifth day of Awesome, Everything is Awesome gave to me the second part of our interview with Mike from Doom Thugs Podcast right here on awesomepodcast.com. edition of everything is awesome. I am your host Kev and this Why is the didn't show. Use your hands? <laughs> <laughs> And this is the show. This is state. <laughs> this is the show where we sit down and talk to awesome people about awesome things. And uh, that is uh, in the background um, oh shit! <laughs> one of my co workers and guy I've known since birth, Dave, Big Dave, as he's been referred to on this show. That's right, you're, you've been talked about on the show numerous times. Um, I'm sure it's all glowing remarks. <laughs> and um, uh, I'm recording a, a, a pre intro to uh, part two of our conversation with Mike from Doom Thugs. We get into sports, or we continue to talk sports. We get into the Doom Thugs origins, and we also, uh, he starts interviewing me about. My Aaron McGathy interview that I did uh, on episode 20. Go check it out if you have not listened to it yet. It was, I guess, awesome. I mean, everything is awesome, right? Anyway, uh, so this is probably the only time you ever hear Dave on the airwaves because he'll never agree to do an interview. Will you? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, so uh, coming up on the other end is going to be Mike from Doom Thugs right here on everything is awesome only on awesomepodcast.com i remember going to uh and, and i'm the, i like watching hockey but i and i wear flyers gear all the time yeah. but i know i know nothing ab- i really know nothing about the sport like i recently got into it yeah uh when my kids were very young and I, like i just don't i don't have time to sit it's one of those sports just like baseball which i love dearly yeah but like i don't i'm not gonna sit down and watch it all the time because i i it's you got kids you got stuff i got (laughs) got kids and there's 80 games like i i'll find i'll catch a game here and there um and but we went to a playoff game i believe a a flyers penguins game oh gosh uh, which they're always my favorite because I, i um being now the flyers and penguins are like the the it's it's weird for me because like i'm a steelers fan uh, and okay part of that might be because i wrestled a steel tip and had a whole gimmick of being living in in pittsburgh yeah but the other part of it is like they're not nfc they're, they're not my number one rule is they're not nfc east so i can reform outside right. of you know philly yeah, yeah. if they're not nfc east and my number two rule is they're not nfc so like even more so like they're my number two team because right. like the only time I'll root against them is when they're playing the Eagles.
1: Right, right. I get that. That's like the perfect second team to have. Other yeah. league, other like yeah. totally separated.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and I mean, because baseball, like after the strike of 93, like I stopped watching for years yeah. um, just because I kind of like I, I fell out of love with the sport. But uh, I got back into it probably about a year or two before we won the World Series. So like 06, 07. That's a good time. Yeah, and I, I got back into it, and and um, so for that reason, like I you know I've not, I, there, I have no ill will or love for the Pirates. They're just a team. Yeah, they're just there, but the Penguins are like, well, I I knew it. like the reason I got into hockey is because I had an old neighbor who was a Penguins fan. Okay, and like so I started watching hockey at his place, but like I was like, well, I'm a am a Flyers fan. Like I'm not I'm I'm Philly. You know, I'm gonna root for Philly. Right. So, like, I don't hate the Penguins, um, but I also don't like. I don't. I don't know. It's I have a weird thing with the Penguins. I would never buy any of their their gear. Like, I buy Steelers gear. Yeah. Um, and I don't feel bad about it. But I like. I can't. I I wouldn't buy Penguins gear. Right. But um. But yeah, I always love the the those games, the the Flyers Penguins, because it's just that that you know Turnpike, you know, charge. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like yeah. But i like to game, watch them on television <laughs> oh well yeah so we went we, yeah. i went to the flyers penguins uh uh playoff game and like walking to my car me and my buddy saw three or four fights right it's nuts and like i was that guy when i traveled for work like i would i would uh, <laughs> like going back to how this uh, the, it's a northeast mentality to yeah. be like yo, fuck your team. I'm right. better than you. Right. I, I would, uh, I, I was traveling to Dallas for about a month, uh, back and forth, you know, during the week. Mm-hmm. And I, the first time I went down there, I said to myself. Oh fuck Dallas! This is what I want to do. Right. I, got, I packed all my clothes, my work clothes and whatnot. I was like, oh, let me get my let me get my Eagles jersey, let me get my, <laughs> my Eagles hat. I got my Eagles fucking strap on my book bag. Let's do this. I want to start some shit. Right. I, I land in Dallas. I walk out all smug and shit. I'm like. Can't wait till someone says something. And this is—I think this was one of our good years too. So I was like, "Can't wait till someone says something. Let them say something. I'll fucking knock them out." (laughs) I go and I go to Dunkin' Donuts, and I take my sunglasses off. I just smile. I was like, "I'll get a coffee." And like staring at him, staring at the dude wearing—like he was wearing something cowboys too. I was like, "It's gonna happen," right here at the Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) Nicest dude in the world, right? was right. like, like, he's brought up the, he's like yeah your team's good this year but well. right, right and right. i'm like all right i'm gonna go get my rent-a-car and like i drove to the hotel i was like reflecting i'm like i don't think i'm the good guy here no. <laughs> <laughs> uh. i think i'm wrong <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's what i've heard about dallas is like eagles fans hate dallas yeah. but dallas doesn't really give a shit no, it's no. Like their big rival in their mind is like Washington mm-hmm. and the Eagles are like secondary. It's yeah. like a, it's like how people from San Francisco hate Los Angeles and Los Angeles just doesn't give a fuck about yeah. San Francisco.
0: <laughs> yeah, And it's, and, and yeah, I mean, I guess like, I think more people care about like, I think New York hates us more than yeah. hate New York. Yeah. Cause we're
1: all up, up, here up here in the Northeast with our cold ass winters. Yeah. We got shit to be pissed about. Like, we've been in the country like, you know, our ancestors yeah. have deep roots. It's yeah. just, we're all crazy.
0: Yeah. It's um, yeah. I know that was, that's probably like my lowest, but highest point of, of being a sports fan. I was right. like, just trying to go start shit. And then realized, you tried. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's, it, it, it was I like, and being the guy who's like super shy, I was like, I mean, I wasn't going to throw, I, there was no way I was really going to throw a punch, but like, right. I just can't wait to start some shit. Like I have some, I, I I'll get verbal. Like, everyone that everyone that listens to this show show knows i'll talk and i'll, like, I'll talk football and and mm-hmm. say how your team sucks all day long yeah um but yeah it is it is funny that like we are it's the northeast is very yo i'm a philadelphia fan and you're not going to do anything like we're going to kick your ass
1: yeah and uh, <laughs> and i might just take a wild swing on you who knows
0: like look out for me motherfucker <laughs> Sorry for cussing. No, dude, that's what this show. (laughs) Explicit tag. I saw. I
1: saw the E on it earlier when I was listening. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna let some
0: f bombs fly. It's a Monday night. Yes. So, uh, what brought you to podcasting, or, or maybe I got, I, I wasn't able to. And it, this might be the gimmick: is that the the official podcast of Doomthugs dot But yeah. like, so, so is that all the, the website is, or yeah? Did you okay? Well, okay. All right.
1: So here's the so yeah, let's
0: see the origin story here.
1: So what got me into podcasting was uh, my first foray into it was doug loves movies with doug benson at the same time was comedy at the time comedy death ray now comedy bang bang and nerdist those three i listened to that's how i got into it and the great thing about podcasting is like you realize like i anyone can do it yeah it's just like i'm gonna do it so in 2010 oh wow I, uh, at first started off as this grand idea, me and my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, Tammy, um, we had, we decided we're going to make comic books. We're going to have, sell t-shirts. She's a talented artist. We're going to sell her art. And we're also going to have the podcast on the site to, you know, because I love podcasting. It's something I want to do. And we could also plug the stuff we're selling. And the only thing we ended up doing, I mean, we, we, uh, Almost have a, had a full comic book back then, but um, in 2010, me and my friend Justin, I I went out to him. I was like, "Listen, we're starting the podcast. You're the funniest guy I know. You have to be on it." He was like, "Anything you want to do, let's do it." So in 2010, we did about 13 episodes, I think, in our first run, and then he moved away. He had a kid, you know, he had uh, okay. life yep. and all that. And yep, then yep, yep. and it was like 13 episodes, you know, not in like. Not weekly. It was like one would come out here, one would come out here, whatever. And then it stopped for a few years. And then um and then he moved back and like the whole time I was thinking like when I was doing that, it was so fun. It was it was like because as a child Whenever I was in the car with my dad, he would have uh, a 610 WIP on. So talk radio was like all I listened yeah. to as a kid. So it's very comforting to me. So podcasting was a natural transition to listen from listening to talk radio to that. And then I was like, you know, you could go to school to become a broadcaster, which is what I was doing when I was in college, and then, you know, fucking bust your ass and work your way up to hopefully someday get on the air to do what the network tells you to do. Or you could just podcast and do whatever you want. So I was like, we did this podcast, then he had to stop. So then I was like, he moved back into town. I was still in town. I was like, we're going to do it. So 100 and, I guess it's 110 weeks ago at this point. Episode 110 came out yesterday. We haven't missed a week. 110 weeks ago, uh, we were just like, let's start it up. And then um, I started buying more and more equipment. Now I have like a mixer and all this stuff and uh it was just a beautiful thing and then my friend Harrison looked at our website and was like guys this looks like shit (laughs) he was (laughs) like let me fix your website and and we were like all right you fix the website you could be on the show so he fixed the website now he's on the show and it it was just like it was just you know it's it's sometimes it's tough to find a creative outlet you know it's Mm -hmm. like you want to be funny you like making people laugh but how do you do it and like podcasting was always the route for me like it's like i could put out exactly what i want and the good thing is it goes on itunes which is the same platform that you know everyone uses yes so it's like you're on the same to me being able to go on itunes and search for my show and it comes up on the same place you could search and find you know before they separated podcasts and music like the same place you could find 50 cent we're on the same website. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 it yeah. always felt so cool. And like to play it through the car and you could see your name on it's, it yeah. always felt so great. Like it's instantly rewarding. And it's yes. like, and it's like, then your friends start telling you that they listen and they're like, Oh, I really like it. And it's it. nothing feels better than that, man. To me anyway, yeah. like, like that, that feedback is always so great. And it's like, it's, their feed the feedback is coming from something that you created from the ground up it's not like you're on some someone else's like when you're podcasting it's you a hundred percent and it's it's just the best
0: yeah i mean i I, it's i said it earlier but like we are like the you're my patronus because i i grew up not listening to whip but my i grew up listening to stern yeah, um, yeah and and you know my dad was a big stern guy and then when i started driving and you know i would listen to stern when i could I, you know i was yeah. more of a um afternoon dr- drive guy so started off with uh opie and anthony uh, yeah. um eventually became kid chris uh and and he was my guy who who i st- I, I still i thought he was going to be the next stern what's uh, he doing today he is I, he's doing radio um yeah. He's, he's, uh, last I, I don't, I forget where he is, but he, he jumped to a few different places, uh, once he uh, got fired from Philly. Cause jumped- I
1: remember when 94.1 changed from the rock station to, it was like, they tried to do the talk radio. Free rap. FM.
0: Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. my, I, I was, it was, it, it was, lo- I loved it. It was gold. I, yeah. you know, I, I loved, it was, um, uh, I think Stern was there for a little bit during the free FM yeah. years. Yeah, But it was like you know, for Philly at least, it was uh, you Danny
1: Bonaduce,
0: right? Yeah, Danny Bonaducci. Yeah. I forgot about him. He, my,
1: he, my friend Justin shook his hand at like the uh, the St. Patrick's Day. Parade. He
0: did that handshaking thing. Yeah, like, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bonaduce. I mean, obviously, eventually, opening Anthony kind of took over that morning slot. About um, out
1: Wednesdays, baby. Yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, who uh, Barsky in the morning? Oh, I liked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Matt and Huggy yes
1: um, i forgot about that th- and
0: and matt huggy is my first podcast that's how my producer set it up because when i first started doing podcasting it was um you started me, like
1: a decade ago right
0: yeah nine years ago that's nine, crazy yeah so just you know just a couple years before you really oh yeah um, that's
1: crazy too <laughs> that's yeah
0: i mean 2010 it, that long ago now yeah it's, i mean <laughs> that's six years ago it's, i was only three years ahead of you oh. uh and, yeah, we started in 0, uh, 07, I believe. Yeah, 07. And, um, I mean, the show, uh, I, I guess I broke my ankle and I was looking for something to do. Uh, mm-hmm. The guy who was producing it was looking. He's like, hey, I'm looking to do this, like, weird little side project. Like, if you're interested in talking, let me know. And I was like, fuck, dude, you know who I am. Right, like, let's, right. Like, Yeah, I'm in. I'm, let's do it. And and he produced the show uh, as a Matt and Huggy show. So we were two hours intro talk for a bit break come back we talk sports break we come back we talk something else break we come back we have our guests very formatted very a show that i like like i said like like your your show at least in episode 21 is very similar to that where like it cuts to a commercial and and you do something you cut to a commercial you do something you cut to commercial play a game so like that like hits home to me as, as a as you know just my origin story yeah and um and then you know um so yeah, so Matt and Huggy were like a huge influence on, on my show at one point, um, and uh, yeah, I mean, pie, I mean, pie, like, I, I, same reason as you, it's, it's comfort. Like, I, I love talk radio. I don't, yeah. I can't tell you any of the, the band since maybe the early mid '90s, something like that. Because I, because even then, even before I listened to talk radio on a regular basis, like I wasn't even ever really into music. Like my first. Right. I believe I was talking to, I think it was, it was either Aaron McGathy or Dan Drago. I was talking to one of them about the first album I bought and, and Aaron it was,
1: McGathy. oh yeah, Dude, the that, best.
0: that was such a fun interview. And that's so cool. You got to interview about oh, I'm so glad because, and I hate, I hate when, when sometimes I hate bringing it up. A, because I talk about it all the time, but it's still, like, my highlight episode. I would but, never stop talking about but, it. <laughs> but B, yeah, well, B, and it's like, sometimes I'll bring it up, and, like, not every, not everyone knows who she is, and I'm like, I right. have to explain it. I'm like, well, now I kind of feel bad that, like, I have to explain who she is. Like, what if she comes back and listens to, like, one of these other episodes? I'm like, listen, I'm not, you're, like, I love Erin McGathy. She's such too. a great podcaster. Mm-hmm. Um, Is uh you know, a huge ever since, I mean, she's the third person I started listening. Well, not the third person I started listening to, but like out of the list of people that I've, that are my people. I admire Kevin Smith, Aisha Tyler and, and Aaron McGathey, like out of those three, she was the, the most recent person I started listening to. Mm-hmm. But like, i would say probably i pull a lot of inspiration from as far as like it's very like this feels terrible is very conversational based versus, is that what
1: you started listening to this feels terrible was that your first uh McGathey exposure
0: uh Harmon town was my okay. first yeah yeah me too yeah it was my first McGathy exposure and yeah. i i brought it up i think i tried to bring it up in my intro i what i love about that episode that i recorded is that i before we connected on uh on skype i um I, I hit record and i i recorded myself sitting there basically doing a prep a pep talk to myself right right <laughs> and, and i edited it a little bit because there is like maybe like a fi- like a section that's like a solid three minutes of silence yeah so i edited that down but for the most part like it's all like real time that i'm playing and then like i and then i i edit it so that the intro plays and then you know i obviously go live with the show yeah and it is like there is a clear-cut difference of like nervous kev and yeah. podcast kev
1: yeah
0: but podcast kev also like prepped the intro for the first time ever in his in, in his everything is awesome career right, right 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 and like i stumbled over it a little bit of what i wanted to talk about but yeah i fell in love with i i mean i, I we have notes for a uh web series um, that is f- f- uh, fully inspired by their D D segment, specifically her character. Uh, uh-huh. teen. Uh-huh. yeah. Um, because, uh, I just, I love like the adventure and like that, like that character. I just, I fell in love with it. And, and so she, yeah, Harmontown was my first exposure. And then mm-hmm. I didn't really listen. I listened to like an episode or two of this feels terrible, mm-hmm. um, while she was on Harmontown but she didn't have many of them at that point yeah like she wasn't doing many of them i should say and it wasn't i don't know there was something about it that didn't really click um Mm -hmm. but then she started human conversation wayne Uh, fetterman Yeah, and that's like one of my favorite podcasts because again it goes down to like it's just two friends talking that's such a great mix too like i love love wayne
1: fetterman (laughs) yeah him it and is Aaron McGaffey. An is excellent so...
0: mix. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, everyone hits it on the head when they, they write in, it's like listening to like siblings kind of like talk or yeah. uh, whatever it is. that Their chemistry is just, is too perfect for that show. Yeah. Um, yeah, but it was after that, like, obviously, obviously after her divorce, she started doing this feels terrible again. So that's when I started listening to it. It was like, all right, well, I really like human conversation. Let me listen to like the show. That's kind of like mine. Yeah. And, um, I fell in love with it because I, you know, I, th- I think, and I mean, she's in a happy relationship now, but I, I whatever mm-hmm. it was with when she was with Dan, like it, it, a, she wasn't doing this feels terrible on a regular basis. And B, I don't think it was, um, authentic. And that's yeah. something that, you know, Bernardo brought up in, 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 an earlier episode of, uh, you know, after the, the Philadelphia podcast fest, when I interviewed him, uh, like, that's actually like a really important factor that I never even really thought of that. Thank God you know i guess i am like that's a, you know being authentic clearly makes a difference now that i think about it like listening yes. to what with dan this feels terrible and without dan this feels terrible yeah. there, there, there's a clear-cut difference in in that show and 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 you know yeah, uh, yeah I, I mean, mean some of that might come
1: from like you know if you're if you've ever been in a relationship that you know you feel like failing it's almost like you're being inauthentic with yourself because you want it to work out so you put on this veneer of like but but it is you know some people can see through it you know what i mean
0: yeah yeah but uh yeah that that yeah i love that that happened and i'm i'm really hoping that i can get her back on again uh because was she when you when you had her on? was she in ireland yeah uh was she in ireland at that point no, she was she was back here in the states because okay. uh, we I probably talked back and forth with her and uh, the person doing her booking, yeah, for three weeks or so. Um, yeah, yeah, because they were planning her. This feels terrible tour, right? So, right, 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 so they were back in L.A. Um, right, yeah. when we were planning. it. So she was probably in L.A. I think she was in L.A. when we recorded because I think we recorded the end of June right before she went on tour. Man. Um. But, yeah, I mean, that that's something, like, we. I mean, and case in point, like, that's probably an interview that should have been more Q&A, more, like, let's talk about, like, you and whatnot. But we went off, we went off after a half hour just chatting, talking about the 90s, because her and I are the same exact age. She's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was born in December of 84. I was July of 84. So, like, we talked 90s big time. What and July
1: what were you born? Sorry. July 13th. <laughs> okay, okay i'm 22nd
0: oh okay yeah i know a lot of july people uh um, yeah. my best friend in the world is july 12th okay uh, july 12th 83 so he's he's always a year and a day older than me always always uh fucking it's weird how that calendar works <laughs> uh, and then like another good friend of ours uh he's like july 9th or 10th um i worked with someone for a little while that was also july 13th but like a decade later almost <laughs> which was really
1: weird yeah. <laughs> it's weird how many people you know i know at least i know now that were born in the 90s it's insane like, oh my right be a baby <laughs> yeah like, it doesn't make sense you're an adult person talking to me
0: i i have uh so she's nothing family-wise to me but her mom i call my aunt because my mom and her mom are you know best friends but Definitely. like Do you think
1: that's she... a philly thing by the way cuz uh, some people think that's weird i really? i grew up with it yeah, yeah. I, I, I do meet some people that are like, why do you call him your uncle? He's not your uncle. He's like, well, he's my dad's best friend. He's my uncle.
0: Like, oh, uh, is that? I I just kind of assumed that was the thing everywhere.
1: Uh, me too. Me too. Oh, but wow. I have, I have met people that were like, you're
0: weird. Maybe they're weird. <laughs> yeah. Screw, I, screw them. Yeah, they're weird. Fuck them. They call it, They probably call it a sub too. A yeah. Fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah. So I I mean, this. She's 21. She turned 21 in the last couple months. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. I remember when she was a baby and she would yeah. say, Kev up. And like, I would <laughs> hold her as a baby. And I was like, I mean, I, you know, I, I'm 11 years older. So I was probably around 11 at the time, 11 right. or 12. I would hold her and we would like, she'd cuddle me. And I would take a nap with her on the couch. Cause like, it, like, so it's weird. Like I remember, and like five years ago when she turned 16, I was talking to her on the phone and she's like, yeah, right. I'm 16 now. I'm like, bullshit. You're 16. Right, you're like right, 10, right? right? You can't <laughs> like, be 16. If yeah. you're 16, you know how old that makes me? Yeah. doesn't work out. Yeah. And yeah, it is insane. How many people like I know. And like, I, I don't like cons- where I work, which, you know, you know where I work. Cause yeah. we said it before we, well at least i edited it out before it's secret Uh, it's secret it's the secret place it's the cia Uh, (laughs) but i work with mainly older people which was makes sense in the the, the type of work i'm in but there's also as many older people as as there is there's also younger people like there's not many 30 year olds where i work wow but there's a lot of like 50 and up and like 28 and younger that's so strange (laughs) like (laughs) it's and i probably even mentioned to say 28 is me being really generous it might be even 25 and younger right and it's it is just crazy like because none of the i'm like i work in it so like i'm the it person in that agency and they like none of them know like the 20 the year olds don't the 50 year no one knows it there i'm like jesus christ <laughs> like, i thought the millennials would catch catch me a break but no i thought they were like, born with it hardwired yeah it is insane um that like you know it's I, luckily i guess i'll no matter what generation i'll always have a job because yeah. people just don't care about technology at, at some right. point
1: some people just want someone else to do it.
0: Yeah, right? but yeah, you no, know, there is so many '90s kids. Like, and and I consider myself a '90s kid because I actually grew Definitely. up in the '90s. Yeah, but I like was
1: born in '87, so yeah, like my I, first memories in '92. So yeah, from '92 on, I was plugged in.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I was born in '84. I may have some, like I said, I think that WCW thing I went to was maybe '89. Yeah if it was not the 90s it was 89 but like i everything i know is 90s yeah i consider myself a 90s kid yes and um so uh yeah so that's what aaron aaron mcgathy and i talked about that was the first half of our conversation uh and then we went on and talked like she dropped some knowledge about her boyfriend like explaining irish fairies to her (laughs) And i said whoa 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 what (laughs) and like they're like it's almost like a re- like a religious belief like irish fairies and the leprechaun and stuff <laughs> and like we had like a 30 minute conversation about ireland at that point yeah and like it wasn't until about a week or two ago i was like i wonder if i could email them and say listen i aaron i know you're busy we can talk again later like whenever you have time mm-hmm. i want to talk to your boyfriend <laughs> like yeah. i feel like a i just want to listen to his irish accent Yeah. b yeah. Uh, I want to just hear all his stories about the Irish fairy. Fairy, yeah. Yeah, Like, like that sounds amazing to me. Uh, Absolutely. I feel like he would be an interesting conversation as well. And, you know, just, you know, talking about the Irish folklore and whatnot.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I could listen to, um, uh, you know, people from Europe that speak English with accents. Probably Australians and South Africans, too. I could just listen. Especially about wrestling. A lot of podcasts (laughs) I listen to are people from Ireland or England talking about wrestling. And I'm almost positive that that would translate to Australians or South Africans or wherever else they speak accented English.
0: My my son played soccer last year. Maybe it was awful. It was an awful experience. <laughs> like, don't take a three year old to soccer. It's awful. Oh my goodness! He wants. To, he said he wants to play soccer this year. I said no. You're it's, <laughs> when you're eight, we'll go play soccer when yeah. you can be a person. Right, right, right. But um, the uh, the coach. So, it, I we played for Falls Township, uh, and they hire. Um, for at least like the real little ones, yeah. like, like legitimate coaches and, and they are, they were like, the dude we had was from Ireland. Like he had an Irish accent. <laughs> he must've been like either here for the summer for something. Uh, I don't know what it was, but he was here for the summer and he coached my kid and like he'd talk and I'd just be like, can you just, can you teach me to talk like you? Like, <laughs> Like I I I'm I'm 100% Irish but I can't sound like you. Like I can't repeat like teach me. Teach me your ways. All right. Yeah. Like I I do I love a good accent. That's, Hell that's, yeah. yeah. Um so okay so Doom Thugs started out in 2010 2010 2010
1: oh, and man. there's like a 13 episode run that i still have on an old computer which i oh, might man. release someday oh
0: good on you never lose that never yeah. lose that because like i have bits and pieces from my past yeah um shows uh and, and speci- the more quote-unquote recent ones which is like maybe the last five years i have pretty much all of it but like some of the original stuff and specifically like this um this Show we did called Creepcast, which is what we did after 18 weeks of Happy Hour with Steel Tip. <laughs> um, it, it, uh, we did that and uh, yeah. I lost all that audio. Uh, so, going through your feed, I did notice that before the Philadelphia Podcast Fest, which just only makes sense because you've been doing this now for 110 weeks, as you said earlier, uh-huh. you've done a, at least I saw one, maybe two other live shows. So, when did you, um, bring your show live and and where did that become a possibility for the first time? Well, the so
1: on our show, we play the like the second half of the show. We uh will play a game normally. One game, um, our one of the co hosts Harrison invented, it's called Guess That Movie, where he'll like read clues off and then you have to buzz yeah. in and guess a movie. And thr- yeah, like throughout the show, we would whoever would beat us because Justin and I would often win. If you beat us, you got a spot in the tournament of champions. So once we had four contestants, we decided to run a live show, and where we actually ran it was in my basement in my house. Like, oh, okay. We cleared everything out. We we hung up curtains and we put all this seating in, and it looked legit like a real oh. stage. It looked great. Uh, I could probably send you some pictures or something.
0: That but, is indie at its heart, dude. I it, it was so
1: DIY, so beautiful. Like so many people came out and showed support. Like my parents were here. It was fucking great. My aunt. And, like, all our friends and stuff, and we had, like, a packed house, and we did the show in front of these people, and it was, like, all love. But it was, like, it, that was easy, because that was, like – was, I was a little nerve-wracking, but it was still its home yeah. base. Yeah, and then, yeah. you know, a couple months later, uh, we get the – because we just joined Philadelphia Podcasting Society pretty recently, like, before – after the last podcast fest but before the meetup, were you at the meetup at Tattooed Moms? I
0: didn't. I didn't go to the meetup. I wanted to go. Yeah, um, was huge but Yeah, him. I missed out. You
1: Met uh, Brian. You know Brian. You've had him on your show from uh Yeah, we made some good connections there. We saw the Steel family from the Empire.
0: Oh, yeah, I love them. Good people. Uh, good people. <laughs> yeah, I. I see. I made all these. Well, the Steel Empire I made through just the 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 Facebook page. Yeah. Um, um, and same, I mean, really with everyone, yeah. but we, but like you and, uh, this makes me happy podcast. And I think someone else, a few others at the Philadelphia podcast fest. And like, I, um, yeah, I mean, I love that group. It is, I, you know, it's, even though there's a lot of promotion, self-promotion going on in that group, yeah. it's still just very supportive. Like I yes. know my listenership is up because it's just everyone Yeah. They're supporting one another. A hundred percent. That is such a great
1: group. Like, like you. I mean, it is a lot of promotion, but that's what we have to do as podcasters. We're our own, we're our own promotion teams. Yeah. So if we don't get the word out, no one will. But it's like if if you ever have a question or any, everyone there is so quick to like, just open to help you out. It's it's great. But but yeah. So our first live show was in the basement, and then we got the we saw the thing come out. Like, hey, if you want to be a part of the. the it was the fourth annual Philadelphia yes. Podcast Festival. Sent us an email or whatever. So we sent it in and then we got it back. And it was like, all right, you're in. And then it was like, holy shit, this is real. Like, this is a real live show. Like, they're going to be strangers there. Yeah. So, and then it was like up until, like, it was a, like, I was cool with it until, like, it wasn't bothering me until, like, August 1st. And then I'm I was actually. like, shit. <laughs> This shit is real. Like <laughs> this, like in my head, it, this was like this is our first outside of our comfort zone step. Yeah, like yeah. we we have this bubble here built and it's beautiful. I love all our fans and everything. And uh, the live show was in my ba- so w- it was always safe. This yeah. is our first step out of our safety net to see if we have you know the fucking balls to stand up here and um and you know Nathan and Tegan are great. And they were, they're so, they're so awesome. They, they bust their ass for, to get that festival. And I mean, this year was in multiple locations. It was nuts. And, and you were, you were on the first Sunday, right?
0: Yeah. I was the first Sunday, uh, of the, of the fest.
1: Yeah. And it was awesome. I actually, um, the comic you had on your show, what's his name? I forget. Garrett Smith. Garrett. Garrett. I actually saw him like last summer open up for howard kramer at johnny brenda's in philadelphia oh, it was nice. so nuts that that he nice. that i saw him come out i was like i said that to him afterwards i was like what yeah. <laughs> it, was
0: like, <laughs> it was awesome yeah he's a good guy i've known him for years i mean i mean I, if you you were there so you heard yeah. the story yeah but uh yeah yeah he's a good guy and uh that's the first time i've seen him do stand-up uh which makes me a bad friend Bye. and uh, <laughs> but yeah i mean i uh, he crushed it literally like crushed a mouse <laughs> Uh, <laughs> i forgot about that ass uh, mouse r.i.p mr mouse r.i.p <laughs> uh which i think i can safely say uh, go, i can go on record and say that this kev right here he doesn't know what the future holds at new york comic-con but i want to say i'm gonna predict the future that we did not kill a mammal at new york comic-con <laughs> uh
1: during our live show <laughs> That's fucking, that's great. Like New York, that's a yeah. whole different ball of worms.
0: Yeah. I, it's so same. So you were saying the same, you know, or I'm saying the same thing as you were just saying mm. like the comfort zone, like the Philadelphia podcast fest. Um, even though I've done a live show before, I was very supported in, in the fact that I, I, I was probably drunk. I was in my twenties. Mm-hmm. So like, I, I wasn't as self-conscious. I mean, I was, but not. Nah, nah, I guess I'm even more self-conscious, but I'm also willing to take the risk because, you know, for me, like, I consider the first half of my show, which is me standing up and talking for 20 minutes, a a failure. That was a complete bomb. But I I learned something like that. Like, you know, I believe in, um, you know, you you can't not do something. Because you fear that it, no one's gonna like it or, or someone says it's gonna be bad or whatever. You gotta trust you, your instincts. If yeah. you
1: think you're you have good instincts about what you think is good, then you gotta do it.
0: Yeah. And and I you know, I know that the beginning of my show could have gone a lot better. I and it was a lot of nerves in me because it still I felt like the show still rested on my shoulders, even though I had a co host and, and I did not utilize him correctly. Um and, and talking to Garrett, like we both agreed, like as soon as I brought O out, like the mm-hmm. show found itself
1: that's when i came in so i don't even know what you're talking about oh yeah so the entire time i was there was great
0: yeah and and that's my strength my strength is talking to people my strength is not being a comedian at all
1: yeah
0: um so like we're adjusting for that for the new york comic-con like i'm gonna stand up and i'm gonna stand up and do a monologue but i'm gonna tell a story i'm not i'm not gonna tell i'm not gonna try to crack wise
1: but like work
0: the crowd or anything yeah like that's not my gig like i'm not a comedian yeah um but yes i mean philadelphia podcast fest was out of my comfort zone but this new york thing is even more so out of my comfort zone because like hey i don't have a crowd to bring with me and granted i only brought two like i think there was only there was three people there that i knew wow that were, were coming you had a full so, room too that's that's yeah, awesome I, let me tell you like i mean i knew so there was three people there that i brought with me uh, one of them being my co-host's wife the other one being my fiance and her friend okay. so that's the three people um oh who was my first guest he brought his girlfriend she was out there Garrett I don't think brought anyone so yeah I mean it was kind of nice seeing that many people there because Mm. I didn't really know anybody there um there was this girl there that was that um was sitting in uh, like if if you were sitting at the stage she was sitting to my left um and like she was there for the whole day she was a guest on this makes me happy uh the live yeah yeah, yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i ended up being a guest on that podcast and afterwards after that i was a guest on that podcast like we we got i ended up talking to her for a little bit yeah and like she she wasn't there to see a show she was there because she loves podcasts oh really and like she told me that and i was like fucking mind blown yeah. like that's great that you're here supporting pod like like I didn't think that was gonna happen. I thought yeah. everyone that was gonna be there was gonna be there because yeah. they were there to see another show. And like I was lucky enough to be booked at two in the afternoon, and like just have you know people from the last show, people for the next show. Yeah, like kind of have things like kind of like you got there late for my show, early for Brian's show. Yeah, um, and I lucked out to have you as an audience member yeah. because I, you know whatever, um, going into New York, I I have. As of now, I know there is uh, four people attending that event. okay? Uh, and and and, and I, I'm trying not to like think about that because like at the end of the day, and I was talking to uh, and this hasn't aired yet, but I was talking to the guys from the after six podcast. okay, um, who are uh, you know, Pottern family on uh, Twitter,
1: I see that hashtag a lot
0: yeah it's kind of it's kind of like a it's a broader version of the philadelphia podcast society and okay. whereas um it's it's not as, it can be as loving it can be as not loving um, um it, it, it i luck out and and i just kind of associate and talk to the people that are just as loving one of them is david Steele from from uh, a quest from a quest for magic and steel yeah um but uh you know these guys after six that's that's where i i met them from and we were chatting and like they we were talking and 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 they said if we did a live show we just want to do a live show like we think it would be a cool experience if there was one person there if there was zero people there we want to give a fuck yeah and like that's the mentality i'm trying to go into with new york comic-con because there's going to be like i'm not going to have the same audience there a it's a pay show like the 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 people i hooked up with and like that's like the only reason like it's it's happening is because I was like that's kind of how it has to happen yeah uh and for the people for I mean for people listening this all happened in the past so right. like, you know it probably <laughs> sold out it was great um but like we're doing something even a little bit more different but uh than we did there but like I really like doing the late night format for my live show like yeah. it's yeah it's a good uh, it
1: works like it's good for the life. Yeah, yeah and
0: and about a week after the philadelphia podcast fest i read this article um from jason tabris on up rocks and and he's a guy that i follow on twitter he follows me he used to do a podcast i tried to get him on my show and he doesn't think he's that interesting anymore to be on a show so ah. so he's he was my first no uh yeah. that, that i got but that's fine like i re- totally respect it like he, yeah. he's obviously he's a journalist and like in this day and age you gotta hustle to be a journalist yeah. so yeah like, i I get it and um uh but uh he wrote this article for uprocks about late night and how it needs like a revolution and how like you know why does it have to take place at your stale desk and like he's writing all these things i'm like jesus christ this is what i'm trying to do like that's so cool that like this is what i'm trying to do with my live show is 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 turn it into like i guess like a, a late night revolution and um And talking to my co-host Mike about it, I'm like, you know, I'm not foolish enough to think that we're going to be these guys that like that changed the face of late night for this generation. But like totally we could be like we could start it. Like we could totally be the... And this is my, my entire podcasting career is like, we could be like, okay, we'll be on this show or we'll, 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 see this show and we'll totally go and make a success out of it on our own. Right. Like I've, I've had tons of co-hosts that have gone on and done their own thing and it. And and before probably like the last, like the last year I did podcasting before my year or two break before coming back to this show, yeah. like before that, I I had very mediocre success, but that was fine. Like I, I was happy with what I had, and then I had like a big success for like a year or two before I kind of like just needed a two year break. Yeah, uh, and like this is like I'm back to not caring about numbers and back to like just being. Yeah, you'll drive yourself nuts. Like yeah, like I just I'm doing it for me. Like that's that's who I'm doing it for. And like, um, I don't know if you listen to Party of One, but that's Jeff's podcast, Jeff Stormer. Yeah. Um, Part of the Philadelphia Podcast uh, Festival, yeah, and he kicked Did it he, off. First. Yeah, he
1: kicked it off, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, he kicked it off, and I was listening to one of his episodes a couple months ago, and and he said something that was that like really clicked for me, and and he said that he started his podcast so that he could play, uh, RP tabletop RPG games with people, and I was like, holy shit, like I started this podcast just so I could have conversations with people, like that's all I care about, like, right? Yeah. Like, This this last two hours that we've talked is like if no one else listened to it I'd be okay with that right I I I feel better
1: as a part like I conversing with people is great meeting new people like
0: yeah and like there's not one person that I've talked to on this uh, on this podcast in the last now forty plus weeks that like I don't consider somewhat of a friend no matter what level that means like Mm -hmm. I like I. This is the same as, I mean, I'm drinking beer, obviously, right now, but, like, this is the same as us sitting at a bar and talking. Right. Like, this is, that's all this show is supposed to be is, like, well, at least the pre-recorded show is supposed to be, like, a microphone at a bar and us sitting around talking. Yeah. And, like, I don't know, it's, it's, it is, like, the first time in nine years of podcasting that I feel really happy about doing it. I don't feel stressed doing it um doing the live show is obviously more stressful right as you know yeah because um, because you do have to there's an expectation that and i don't know if my expectation is to make people laugh necessarily but because i i think the late night version of my show at least for me mm-hmm. is like it, it's the same principle of having an interesting conversation yeah so I don't, I don't know if my goal is to make people laugh necessarily i mean i booked a comic so that people would laugh but like in in new york we're having a musical guest on oh that's uh, awesome so like we're so and and we are having like my my other guest is an uh an improv actor and whatnot and um but i don't like at this point it's aired we we probably didn't do an improv bit and she didn't do a set we played a game called heads up on um it's like headbands but for your iphone
1: oh with is that the uh ellen game
0: yeah 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 yeah. yeah so so that's i mean now that's what I'm planning.
1: Right, right. I'm
0: assuming. I'm assuming it happened. If you're listening to this, I'm assuming you can go back and listen to episode 38 and see that we actually played that. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, I'm, it's, it's just kind of like I just want to have interesting conversations, even at my live shows. So yeah. it's not necessarily about making people laugh, um, even though I, in this instance maybe it should be, especially since they're paying. But you <laughs> know, it's 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 more so uh, to have fun for me and and. So is that how you approach your live show, like your your first live show that was out of your comfort zone? Was Uh, it more so about making the audience happy or making you happy?
1: I I was looking at it in terms of like, all right, so the Philadelphia Podcasting Society, they're taking a risk in putting me out there. I want to show them that they made the proper decision. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I want to be invited back. I want to show that them saying – yeah beyond the fucking festival was something they're gonna be happy about so, yeah, yeah. so i wanted to put on the best show for the for the people in the room possible yeah and my biggest fear first off was that there's gonna be nobody in the room <laughs> and it was gonna be just me like an idiot but then i mean we had a good turnout of people that came like people that we know people that have been on the show people that know the show and then there was also, you know, like people you don't know there, which is yeah. a whole other awesome thing. Yeah. And then um uh so when the show started, I know I was going a million miles an hour. I was so nervous yeah. like I yeah. could, but then as soon as as soon I had the wireless mic cuz we had like four mics so I was able to okay. walk around the room, but as soon as I heard someone laugh, like as soon as I made the whole room laugh, I was like, "You know what?" this is good stuff and then i was nice. able to kind of settle in and then really that was the first time i've ever been in a room in front of people with a microphone and it felt great like yeah. i loved it like i felt like i was in total control of the room like i had people at attention i made them laugh and it was great but felt yeah like
0: Shawn michaels dude
1: 100 percent, 100 percent. like they were following me on the story that I was telling, and yeah. it it felt right but but, yeah, to answer your question i I was looking for this show to 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 perform for the audience, like okay, my yeah. biggest thing was to prove that for the Philadelphia Podcast Society to put on this delco act, which could be considered hyper localized, which in a way it is yeah. but in but we had to prove to them, and you know to a smaller extent us. That we can go outside of Delco and still perform and still make people laugh and make people glad they came out, which I feel like we did, and uh, I heard you saying that you're going to do one of the uh, the shows at um, Bridge Set.
0: Yeah that's, yeah that's awesome that's all
1: yeah so it,
0: so are you doing one of them or uh
1: they i don't i told them i after we did our show and i we were talking to Nate Tegan and we were just thanking him so much and like i told them anything they need just reach out to us and they said uh Bridget was thinking about running live podcasts out of there and i said if you
0: need us hit us up
1: we're not yeah. that far away <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know. I th- I think they were supposed to have one uh, just the other night, as 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 this the date of this recording. Yeah. Because um, I think he said it was going to be the third Thursday of every month. Okay. But um, yeah, no, it's uh I I now I'm a completist, so I like I won't listen to your live show in Philly for probably a couple weeks. Right. I get that. <laughs> as I as I start from the beginning. Yeah. But um, just talking to you, I, I can already like th- I can for, a from listening to your show. B talking to you i could tell that like your live shows are going to be something i would I, I would be into right like i yeah i, I just something that i think you should pursue more of because a you, you feel, obviously feel good about it yeah. B, um yeah i mean and i had the same conversation with nathan tegan after mine i was yeah. like yeah like let me know even like i'll be involved with a, as much or as little as you want me involved 100 percent.
1: yeah exactly
0: exactly and I, I mean i the I'd say a year or two before the first Philadelphia Podcast Fest I was doing um my show uh Happy Hour uh, you know I, I had dropped the with Seal Tip part but it was just Happy Hour um I was also a, a contract co-host for the Stabcast we were doing live show like live broadcast through cam, which was a huge uh like streaming service back in the day
1: Yeah I remember um, cam.
0: Yeah I remember
1: uh, the email saying they were folding
0: Yep yep uh, and I uh, I I remember um my buddy sent me a text uh, cause he got a text from the, the program director saying we're going, we're done. And, um, uh, 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 what a train wreck that, that, that ended up being, but, uh, I,
1: I, that was the first, I didn't know websites could just stop at that point. You know what I mean? Like, uh, before I got, that was yeah. the first website that I was involved with. That was just like, we're done. <laughs>
0: yeah. It was, it was such a weird, uh, circumstance to be involved with. And, and, I tried to follow along going to where the program director went to the other streaming services, and um, it just – nothing was ever as good as Stickcam, in my opinion, as far yeah. as live stream, yeah. until Twitch. Like, Twitch seems like – I haven't done it yet, but Twitch seems like a nice venue. People love Twitch, yeah. Yeah, if you're into live streaming, whether it's video games or doing – like, they have talk shows and stuff. like. Yeah. It seems like a good, viable place. Like, YouTube still isn't, like, go-to place for live streaming. Right. It seems They'll, like it's Twitch uh, and Facebook, you yeah.
1: know? And, like, Twitch, I, I, I'm i also not involved with it, but I notice it and, like, hear about it and I'm positive about it. It yeah. seems like if you build your audience on Twitch, Twitch will reward you for doing that and, like, give you a sponsorship or whatever. So yeah. it's, it's always, it's always nice to see that, like, uh, like if you and put in the work and you build something, yeah. someone will give you a nod.
0: Yeah. And that's like stick cam kind of did that. I mean, they, I don't think they, they did it financially for a little bit, then they moved away from that model, Yeah, but they did reward you with featured time and, yeah. and, and, which meant an audience, which meant you could get your own sponsors. Yeah. Um, and, um, I don't know why we started talking about live streaming. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the cru- that's this that's the great part about this show is that we just go wild tangents yeah, and i forget um but yeah i mean uh yeah, I, I did live streaming for a while yeah. and uh um, you actually got a cease and desist am i right was that from yes. the cam no stick cam um now so here's i feel there could have been a conspiracy okay i i, I haven't stated this before out loud oh but, okay Um, so we got a cease and desist from AMC. Yeah. Uh, the channel that hosts the walking dead and the talking dead. Yes. Uh, and, uh, we did a show called the walking dead Zomcast, Mm -hmm. which was, uh, after that cease and desist retitled the Zomcast. Uh, and you know, for using the name of the show in our show, which there was a million podcasts that said, had the walking dead in the title. So I didn't, I, I didn't really understand it. Right. But, um, from, so so stick cam sent me an email and said we want to feature your walking dead show like we want to make you the talking dead of stick cam and right. i was like of course Hell like yes. yeah. i'm not gonna say no to that like yeah. i'll be your chris hardwick Fuck yes and uh that lasted for a couple weeks and then we got the cease and desist um uh, but my buddy was telling me that uh he heard that they were testing the waters of a, a walking dead show on stick cam because AMC wanted to do something with stick cam.
1: Ah, uh, okay. So,
0: so I don't know how true that is. Uh, right. They just it, sent nothing.
1: You, right. They sent you out there to test the waters and yeah. pulled you back in.
0: Yeah, yeah which i'm telling you if amc did the talking dead on stick cam they that audience wasn't going to get a conversation about badass carl right because that's all we talked about at the end of our show was we we had a theory that uh that carl in the comic books, if they were to bring Daryl into the comic books, yeah. that Carl, that Daryl was Carl from the future. Oh, ah, okay. uh, But yeah, because Carl in the comic books, and I haven't read... I, I'm way behind in the comic books, but he turned into a badass at some point. And uh, was Daryl... Daryl wasn't in the, the books no, originally, right? Yeah, and I don't think he... Unless he's in there now, I, right. I haven't... The last comic I read was like in the mid-100s. Okay.
1: Uh,
0: like maybe 120-something, and, and uh, he's not in there as of then um he and he's the best character on that show in my opinion yeah yeah definitely yeah um yeah i love the walking dead um but yeah uh yeah so oh you know what i somehow live shows came from bridge set sound so yeah Yeah. we are doing yeah yeah yeah. the november um spot for bridge set sound uh november 17th and yeah i mean i um i mean i'll put a word in for you if i have to like i don't like <laughs> I, i'm pretty sure like i see I, and i'm this is like the the uh the creative i think every creative person is like this i'm pretty and i've been like this since my wrestling days like i know like we had to be the bottom of the barrel of the podcast fest in my opinion like, i feel
1: that way definitely <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, like there's no way that, that that we were that good but like i mean i did get some praise and, I, and obviously we were invited back to do something yeah but um yeah, I mean, I, it's I, it's something that I think we, like, I would love to be doing as a group with the Philadelphia Podcast Society, even if it's in a smaller function, like, on a regular basis. Like, I, I would love to see, you know, monthly sets of, like, hey, we're going to do this month, we're going to have one yeah. podcast, or this month we're going to have two or three podcasts putting on a show for the for the afternoon, on a Sunday afternoon or something. yeah i think that would be great uh just to to if anything get the word about podcasting out there i agree um something for you and i that's happening in about 10 days is international podcast day and we can kind of probably leave on this note um but international podcast day is september 30th so for oh, all shit. <laughs> all this all the super friends out there that are listening to this show you've already accepted my challenge of doing a podcast or or finding a way to do something or if you are a podcaster you've done something different um and that so so i'll leave you with this is like in 10 days i'm sure you're going to be doing at least one podcast you're already a podcaster but mike with doom thug's pod do something different than your that that's out of your realm okay uh, of, of comfort find something that's that's uh you know, not what you normally do. And I, I think that's what podcasters should be doing for International Podcast Day is doing something different, mm-hmm. making some awareness about it. And um, and if you're not doing a podcast, if you're a listener, um, I think you mentioned this earlier way. Like probably this is a two parter episode. So <laughs> probably in part, probably in part one, you mentioned like everyone can do a podcast. Right. And I believe that. There's a lot of arguments that that people will make that not everyone should be doing a podcast, but I say fuck it, everyone should do a podcast. There's you nothing have... stopping you. Yeah, and I and don't don't do it because you want a huge audience and you want to make money. Don't no, do it for that no, reason. No, no. Do it because a you you'll have a small audience at the very least. You'll have someone that wants to listen to your bullshit story. I'm mm-hmm. probably one of those guys. <laughs> if it's just you want to be- you want a best friend sitting around talking, I'll listen to that. Yeah. B like, I'm so happy that there's so much recorded material, mm-hmm. and this is just me being a sappy old man now, but there's so much of me recorded that my kids will have forever. My kids, yes. like, if you think about people you've lost in your life, you will always remember what they look like because mm-hmm. you have pictures, but, like, I don't remember what my grandmother sounds like right. at all. I don't remember what my aunt sounds like at all, but... Um, but now my kids will always know what I sound like and like hi from the grave kids uh, right. because like they, they'll always have this recording. They'll have all these recordings of their dad being a dumb motherfucker on radio uh, or, you know, podcasting. And, you know, I think that's great. And it's, it's something that like I really need to sit down and I want to like all my family that's around right now, I want to sit down and record with them because in 10 years, God forbid, I don't have someone in my life anymore. I want to be able to sit down and like, listen to that recording and just hear their voice. Because
1: always hear them laugh. But you don't, you don't realize how how important that stuff is.
0: And like, like it's something that I've been talking about for years to do and I haven't done yet. And it's starting to hit close to home. Um, but like it's it's so it's something that i just eat. do it for yourself do it for your kids do it for your family like i i think everyone should be doing a podcast so yeah. even if
1: you know if this can i say like yeah go ahead. like i recently found uh, a journal from my grandfather right okay and most of it was like tire pressure readings of his tire you know what i mean there's <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but some of it was like uh actual written stuff from when they went on like a cross-country trip like and it was even the time that shit it was fascinating so even like having all this like you said all this recorded material of me that will live on way beyond me hopefully you know hopefully the government doesn't (laughs) shut us all down for some reason (laughs) burn all the tapes but but it's it's you don't realize two generations away from you how even the smallest minute details about your life will be so enlightening and fascinating to 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 the people you know that come after you long after you're gone like who will give a fuck about your tire pressure readings you know what i mean it's like it's 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 so important to leave stuff for, for, for 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 the future because if not then who are you you know what i mean
0: yeah. And, and it's, I, I never really thought of myself as that guy that was like, oh, I need to be known. And like, I, I have this huge fear of death. And, and mm-hmm. this is, um, listen to my uh, Aaron McGathy and I talked about it and I don't think we solved <laughs> it. I don't think we solved why I have a big fear of death, yeah. but I have this big fear of death and, and it's, I don't know if it's like, cause I don't really have that urge to leave a piece of me behind for everyone to know and love forever. Right. Uh, but it is, you know, it is become really important to me to be like, let me do this podcast and like even i mean i'm glad that the stuff that i did 10 9 years ago doesn't really exist anymore like i can't find the files anywhere and that's fine because that was like shock jock kev right that's not what i want to be remembered for like that's not who i am right right yeah It, it got me to here but it's it's also like I don't really look at that with pride anymore. Right. Like this, like the, the last 40 plus weeks of this show is like, yeah, listen to it, kids. Like, I don't, I don't care. Like I listen to it when you're 10 years old. I don't care how much daddy is cursing. (laughs) this, This is your dad. This is something that was important to him. This is, you know, an interesting conversation for two hours. We talked to this, you Know to, to Mike, who we met for five minutes at a bar, yeah. Uh, and we had a two hour conversation, we have a lot in common. We, uh. Uh, he said he says it every week, everyone's a Patronus, but like, <laughs> motherfuckers <laughs> are Patronus. To like, it's it's um, it, it's I, yeah, I think it's just wildly important, uh, to have even if you're not going to air it, you know, record and like you, you know, you can download an app on your phone. Uh, I use when I do uh stuff like bits and commercials on my phone, mm-hmm. I use uh. VRP seven on, on iOS voice record pro seven. Uh, and it, it records at a higher bit, vo- uh, bit rate than voice memo. Oh, wow. Uh, if you, if you're using the Apple headphones that have the built-in mic, yeah. honestly, that sounds just as good as me talking as far as voice is concerned. It sounds just as good as me talking on this blue microphone hooked into my laptop. Damn. You know, it's, it, it's, you know, and, and obviously I, I do a little bit of post-production, but, I mean, it's still it, – it sounds great. Anyone can do a podcast from your phone. You don't even – I mean, with, with technology, you don't even need a computer to get it onto iTunes these days. Mm-hmm. You know, SoundCloud does it all for you if you want to go that route. Um, I, I, yeah, there's I don't think there's any reason. And we're past – for you guys listening to this, we're past International Podcast Day. So if you didn't do it, fuck the fuck up and do it now because right. – I think it's important, and I know I sound like Kevin Smith saying it, but like, <laughs> fucking, he has a point. Like, I think everyone should be doing a podcast because everyone has a story. Mm-hmm. I know people are that listen to the show, I, especially that first twenty minutes of the live Philadelphia Podcast Fest that were saying, "I'm funnier than this guy." Then <laughs> fucking do it. Like, just be funnier than me and record it and have fun with it. And uh, you know, just do it for you. Don't do it for money because that's that's the mistake I had for eight years in podcasting, right. maybe eight and a half. You know,
1: you have something inside you that that needs to get out like however you choose to express that it's important to express it yeah it'll you know die you know what
0: i mean i i think you know i say all this stuff about podcasting but like you know i've talked to musicians i've talked to writers and, and and they pretty much say the same message that i just said but they say it about their craft right uh you know and it's you know, I don't care how uncreative you think you are. You have something in you, like yeah. you just said. Like, there's, mm-hmm. I, I'm not the most creative person in the world, but I've, I, for 40 weeks, I've had interesting conversations. that may not have been funny, but they, they were interesting nonetheless. Yeah. And, and you know, I, you know, it's, if I can, it, bottom line, if I can fucking do it, anyone can. Like all that's right. that's what it comes down to. Um. All right. So, Mike, is there anything out there that you got coming up that you want to plug? Uh, I just want to, first of all, thank you so
1: much for having me on. This has been a fucking pleasure. Um, uh, Just Doom Thugs Podcast. Search for us on iTunes, Stitcher, whatever. We come out every Monday, uh, late Sunday night, if you're an insider and subscribe. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at Doom Thugs. Instagram at Doom Thugs. Facebook, Doom Thugs Podcast. And we update all that shit weekly and have fun stuff on there. But mostly... The most important thing is the podcast, yes. uh, you know, to subscribe and like and all that shit and comment that people, you know, the yeah. stuff podcasters tell you to do to their yep. podcast due to our podcast.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. Like, like I'm about to tell you, make sure you uh, go to us on iTunes while you're subscribing to Doom Thugs and writing them a five star review. Five star. Uh, five-star reviews you got to leave that itunes math is complicated it only likes fives Mm -hmm. Uh, make sure you do that for everything is awesome subscribe leave a five-star review um it helps uh with the itunes math makes more people listen to the show more people that listen to everything is awesome more people that listen to doom thugs uh the more things we can do like live shows. Like I, I yeah. couldn't have done the, 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 the Philadelphia podcast fest without the help of being able to get an interview with Aaron McGathy, which wasn't going to happen without having a listenership, you know? Yeah. So, you know, despite how small it is or, or whatever, like it's, it's everything helps. And that five-star review is actually probably the, one of the most important things you can do for a podcast. And I implore you to do it for doom thugs. Cause I may have only listened to one or two episodes, but it is, it, it's guys, you know, me and you know, my taste of uh, podcasts. It is that show that I love. It's, you know, three to four friends sitting around talking. They play a game at some point, uh, in some of the shows at least. And it's, it's just a ball to, to listen to. I, I, I know I say this about every podcaster, but I mean it like, it's just, it's a great podcast. I really like it. It is probably the, it's, it's in my line to, to now, binge once i'm done binging whatever i'm binging now <laughs> Thank you. uh yeah it's 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 uh so do all that make sure you go to um we just redesigned our support link uh on i'm going to assume it's awesome podcast.com support but go to awesome Com, click the support menu item and um we redesigned that page today uh to make it a little, a little well i well we redesigned it a couple months ago for you uh because this is coming out in a month but uh, it looks really nice and give me money because it costs money to do podcasting. Uh, Patreon works real simple. You pledge a dollar amounts as little as a dollar, as much as you want. And I give you stuff. Uh, so, uh, you know, you, you don't need to give me, I prefer you to give a, a five-star review, but if you want to leave some cash relieve some of that hosting fees, I'll take it. I'll take your hard earned money. Uh, but that just means every dollar goes back into the show to uh, do things like the New York comic-con show Uh, which we already did, so I don't know why I keep on playing that. Come to Bridget Sound uh, November 17th, uh, 2016 on South Street. Mm -hmm. Um, Mike, thank you for doing the show.
1: Thank you, Kev. This was, this was seriously so fun.
0: Yes, uh, and uh, as I do with all my guests, uh, anytime you want to come back on, just let me know. Oh yeah, dude, uh, you gotta come. You gotta be on Doom. Oh yeah, I will. And I, I'm see because I have kids. I tend to do uh, a because I have kids. B because I do it in a shed. Yeah. Uh, I, I tend to do all my my interviews remote. But yeah, yeah I will. Uh, yo, I let me know the day. Mm-hmm. And the time, and I will come down and do doom thugs in a heartbeat. That's I'm up. a podcast whore. Great. I will. Yeah, <laughs> I I, uh, I actually had this conversation, and I'll leave on this note. Uh, I had this conversation with somebody, and um, and and this is nothing against anyone that's ever said no to me, from Jason Taboris Tabers, Tabers, Jason T uh, to Kevin Smith or whoever who who has not said no to me or has said no to me or who has not gotten back to me. Um, my goal is, if anyone ever asks me to be on a podcast, I will at least mm-hmm. get back to you, and I will, I will say yes. It might be a yes if or a yes when mm-hmm. I can do it, but uh, and obviously I'm nobody right now. But if I ever become of some sort of level of fame where, you know, it's hard to schedule those things. I will always try my best to be a guest on someone's podcast because a, I love it. And B I know how much it means to get someone that, that you really want to talk to on your podcast Mm -hmm. and, and to get that no or to not get a response. That's the, the, to not get a response is the, is the worst.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, so I, I will always try my best to respond. I will always try my best to say, yes, that is me saying this on air. So I got to stick to it (laughs) because you can prove it. You can say I'm a big old dick if I don't do it now so uh all right mike thanks you once again make sure you check out doom thugs the podcast on doom uh subscribe leave five star reviews do all that fun stuff look at their whole site if they're asking you for money give them money a dollar a month ain't much mm. me and uh too cool for tabletop we say it all the time twelve dollars a year bro that's all it is. $12 a year. Uh, that pays for that pays for a lot. You don't you would not even understand. For everything is awesome. I'm your host, Kev. If you've been listening to us, well, you can find the show on Twitter at Real Awesome Pod. You can find me on Twitter at that nerdy kev. For everything is awesome, I'm Kev. You can find us right here on AwesomePodcast.com.